Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Jabber Muhammad. Jabber is an entrepreneur who runs a marketing called Beast. He specializes in growth consulting lead generation, for example, works with law firms across North America. He's a good friend of mine, and I'm excited to sit down with him. Please welcome Jabber Muhammad, and welcome to the show. Jabber, how's it going? Take two. <laughs> Take two, man. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Peter? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Did you uh, did you watch that Cam Newton video I sent you last I actually didn't, man. That's I'm all so good. bad at texting all that. I seen the link. I'm not going to appreciate that, but uh, as soon as I seen it, I just kind of put my phone away and I just kept driving. I completely forgot, man. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, it's all good, but yeah, I was just mentioning that uh, the Patriots got a uh, the new quarterback, Cam Newton, and he's about, I think, like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, like 200 and... 20 at least pounds, so he's just he's uh, built like a running back and he's a, and he's a quarterback. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. No, I'm not I'm not much of a football fan, so I'm not going to try to finesse that. Yeah. But uh, I've been hearing a lot about him on my Twitter feed, on Facebook, on Instagram. So hopefully he can kill him. And what did you see last time he he, he won Rookie of the Year? Uh, yeah, when he was in uh, when he entered the league, he won the Rookie of the Year his first season, of course. And then mm-hmm. in 2015, he took his uh, team to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and won the 2015 League MVP. Nice, nice. And then just battling injuries, and then. The Patriots obviously lost Tom Brady, and yeah, yeah. we're going to have a terrible season, but now we have a uh, MVP caliber quarterback. Someone told me that he just didn't have the or the drive to actually be great, though. So I'm out. I asked a couple of my friends, I'm like, what's the hype with this Cam Newton guy? Like, what's so good about him? How come I'm just hearing about him right now? A, they told me you're not a football fan, so what did you expect? But B, I'm not going to lie, one thing that they did tell me was he just battling motivation issues. Would you say that that's the case? I would say not anymore because you think... I think he, there was, I think 80, I'm not sure how many days, 48 or 84 days, nothing too crazy, but he was not on a team for like three or four months. So there's mm-hmm. many teams who could have picked them up, many teams who needed a quarterback who never took him. And so mm-hmm. he may have been struggling with motivation before, but since he got let go from his team and then no one, a whole bunch of teams pass on him, mm-hmm. now he's fired up and ready to go again. So we had a, like a whole season of recovery mm-hmm. and he's ready to go and Hopefully he well, kills one of the best man. coaches ever to play. So yeah, man. But yeah, I know uh, we there for since I mean, grade ten. I think I met you. Grade ten, Emmy Lazert, yeah. two thousand and ten. Yeah. You were on the football team. I was back then. It was juniors. I was basketball team playing basketball team. Uh, not my grade ten year. Actually, grade grade ten I actually got cut. What? And then the grade eleventh year I became the captain. Like next year, you know what I mean? So. But anyways, we'll get into that topic. But yeah, I think that's where we met. I was always in the gym. You were doing your work now for football season, and then that's where we just connected. And here we are. What eight years later? Yeah. Ten years later, actually. Wow, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, ten years already. Yeah. Did you expect life to, uh, I guess, be what it was? Like looking, like looking back now, and what you thought in high school. Do you think life was what it is today? Things are gonna be different. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean. I kind of expected my life to go this direction. <laughs> I did think I was going to be a millionaire driving a Lamborghini at this age. I'm not going to lie. With like 10K, like married and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, there's some bumps in the road. Uh, goals and all that stuff. But generally speaking, to answer your question in the short format, yeah, I, I, I kind of expected to be where I'm at right now. Yeah. Overall. Overall. How about you? Not at all. 
Really? Not at all. I thought life was going to be completely different than it was. A lot better or a lot worse? Just different. Okay. Just different. I thought I was going to be married already with kids. I thought I was going to be in business wearing a suit or I did that for the yeah. And yeah, and then some of the things I've done in life I never thought I would do. And mm-hmm. so it's crazy how. You're the same age as me, right? 26? Correct. So I was um, I'm born in Same. Me is uh, February 94. Yeah. And, but yeah, so. I remember when we did meet, I think we had gym class together mm-hmm. as well. And I remember one distinct moment because I have a very, it's a you weird, have, you have crazy I remember certain things, other things I can't remember for the life of me. It's crazy. This guy, so for those <laughs> listening, this guy remembers exactly the day that we met. First of all, we weren't even that close back in high school. And the very fact that he just can pull that out of his memory is incredible. Incredible, man. So continue on. I know we had uh, this one moment we had outdoor gym class at one period of time. And I'm not sure if it was in summer or fall because I know in grade 10 we have the full year gym. I think it is. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like, I think you're maybe a little bit mischievous in grade 10. Mm-hmm. And then you weren't listening and you like, decided to, like, wrap your, head, your shirt around her head and just walk around. Mm-hmm. When I was just in a group. Gym was it the Terry Fox run or something? Something like that? like that, yeah. Yeah. No, man, I was, you hit it right on the head. I was uh, grade 10, I wasn't the, the, the best kid to teach, you know? <laughs> Very mischievous, jumping around all the time, you know, just causing chaos, mayhem, all that stuff. But we've matured, obviously, as you can see, right? Yeah. You've matured, I've matured. Um, yeah, man, we're on to bigger and better things now. Yeah, so tell me about, uh, I guess, what you're up to now. Because you, you say you do some sort of marketing and specifically for, for law firms. Yeah, so in, so right now I'm running a company called uh, Digital Bees, formerly known as Search Bees. Um, and we do digital marketing and growth consulting as a whole for law firms. Um, a lot of people probably listening to this, and you, you're probably wondering, like, why did you best, like, did you niche down yeah, just for offers, yeah. right? And this is a trend, as you already know this, America, generally speaking, is ahead of the trend when it comes to um, technology, when it comes to just trends that eventually make its way up to Canada, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot of, I noticed a lot of the digital marketing friends that I had that owned agencies down south uh, in the States, a way that they were gaining a competitive advantage over their competition was what? by specializing in a specific industry. Because how many times have you, I don't know about you, for me, I go into a lot of meetings and the lawyer or the whatever, even if it's a roofer or a plumber or whatever, they say, what makes you, why, do, why should I pick you over the 10 Joes that called me earlier today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you can kind of sweet talk your way through it. You can power close the guy, whatever you want to do. But eventually, like it really hits you. It's like, yo, what really does make me different? Because I'm sure everyone's saying quality. I'm sure everyone's saying you have the best service, all that stuff, right? But what really matters is, do you have anything objective that helps you stand out from the crowd? And for me, I think that was the decision that I had to make. I said, okay, let me be known as the one guy internationally when a person opens up a law firm and they want to grow their law firm, who's the guy to go to? Jabber. And I don't even want it to be my name. I want it to be Digital Basis, the company to hire. Nice. That's nice. why. That's why I did that. So long winded. I did it. And how come you chose law over all maybe say say like say entertainment or say virtual reality, which is like virtual reality. Say that's a huge market right now. Mm-hmm. So marketing virtual reality technology is mm-hmm. also huge right now. So how come you chose law versus something maybe more easy or more mainstream or? Mm-hmm. Very good question. Uh, Simply put, first of all, I hope my, some of my clients are not listening to this, but they have deep pockets, man. Yeah. Law firms, they got a lot of money. You know what I mean? Because obviously the uh, 
per, like the client cost or the average lifetime value of a client that comes in is significantly high, especially for personal injury lawyer. If they get a person that just got into a small MVA, and MVA stands for motor vehicle accident, with soft tissue damage, that can bring at least like $90,000 into their law firm. If they take it to court, take it to trial, boom, boom, they get the person, whatever settlement that they get, they take 33% of it, bro. Oh. 33% of whatever I get you, I take home as, a, as, as the lawyer. That's why it's so appealing whenever you get into an accident, just call a person on your what do you have to lose? Yeah. Nothing. If he gets you something, he'll take 33%, which is peanuts. Yeah. I get you a million, I get you a million dollars, you take home 666,000, you know, or whatever, well, uh, yeah, 666,000, yeah. right? My math is, hopefully my math is <laughs> um, And then they take home 300,000? That's crazy. Come on, man. One of their always driving nice cars and having nice watches. Exactly. So I said, okay, if, they're, if they get that much money from one client, imagine if I get them six clients in a year. How much are they willing to pay me? Yeah. Let's say I get them six clients on the low end, a hundred thousand each, a hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue being comes into their company. So I help them increase what six hundred thousand dollars in revenue in one year. How much are you willing? How much do you think that they're willing to cut me out of that? For whatever, they're going to make millions. So they don't mind giving five percent, ten percent, ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent, right? Yeah. That's how it is, man. So I could have easily went after restaurants. I could have easily went after barbershops, but. The, just the lifetime, just the, 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 the value of each client is, just didn't make sense for me. Mm-hmm. I have to bring them in more volume. Exactly, and and yeah, I bet you, is there any mainstream service for lawyers to get clients or vice versa? And I think, for, at least for me, unless it's referred by a friend or a family member, it's hard to, I guess, it's hard to find maybe a quality lawyer or a lawyer that you can trust. So would this be, I guess, more mainstreaming the process for lawyers to get clients and yeah I mean I don't think there's a, a service that they can call up and be like hey I want to get more clients can you guys pull us up on the listing like there's a lot of listings that are out there but are they effective probably not that's why I'm in business right yeah um, and the way that we get these people clients I don't know if that's the kind of question you're asking yeah. them, but like asking me but the, the way we get them is uh, through Facebook ads Instagram ads and mainly through Google Google search organic Right, which is called SEO. Is that if uh, if you have any questions about that? But those are the three main methods that we use to get these guys clients. We don't do the traditional. Oh, here's a billboard. Search for my client. Go give my client a call. You know, I'm driving. I don't have a car crash. Yeah. Right. If I need it, how am I gonna find you? Are you number one on Google when I need you? Yeah, that's the main place people go to find anything. Yeah. So that's how we get them their their, their clients out. Yeah. How has it been so far in this space? And like, has it like what well, I guess what has been something that you found I guess most interesting? And what's something that maybe you that was unexpected in this space that you never thought, never expected? Uh, how has it been? Huh? I mean, starting a business in general is actually not as hard as people make it seem. I don't know what it is about people just making things more difficult than it is, or just like like just saying it out. Like, because obviously, I don't know about you, but the way I look at things is the more you say things out loud, the more your brain is going to believe it. Mm-hmm. The more you preach, oh, business is so hard. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, it's not hard. Yeah. Manage your time properly. Believe that it's not hard, and it won't be hard. Like, I find, like, some people just find that a foreign concept. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Um, again, I know I can ramble on, but yeah, it's all good. To answer, to answer your question real quick, yeah, I mean, I found it's it's been pretty good. We've had a couple uh, bumps, obviously, with my um, my marriage situation. I told you about yeah. uh, set, divorced from my wife back in 2018. That caused a little bit of uh, issues in my business, as it does with most entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. A lot of business owners actually lose and 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 their businesses fail because of a divorce, right? Uh, thankfully, alhamdulillah, it did not happen to me. Uh, we bounced back, but that was a big scare for me uh, in 20, when is that? 2018, 2019. So we're still alive. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're keeping it moving, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And marketing is never something I thought. I did take a marketing class in university. I think, did I tell you I moved one year to Nova Scotia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I moved one year Nova Scotia. Just, Were you going to McEwen, by the way? Uh, previously, no, I did U of A. So the University of Alberta for a year, and then I transferred all the way to Nova Scotia, and then I did recreation management, community development program, and we had to take a marketing course. Mm-hmm. And this professor that we had, I don't think I learned anything about marketing, at least from what I remember. Mm-hmm. But I think she, I remember she graded us almost like I think we were marketing majors, but this was a marketing for non-business students class. Yeah, and we had these group essays, and I think one out of five passed. All the rest. Groups failed. Just that essay or the whole, or the whole course? I think just the essay. Wow. So she, and then she's like, I think you're, you're a minute late. Um, having your weekly assignment that automatically went down a great point. Man. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even want to learn. It's like so frustrating. It's like, yeah. just so terrified of failing. Just don't get it's things. not like, I don't even know why people overcomplicate it. Like, honestly speaking, I think, let's even get into, if you want to get into this topic, we can. Um, I don't know if you have like an agenda of things. Well, go ahead, no. But like, you really don't need education to, sorry, formal education at a university to learn marketing. As I told you, my background is, uh, what's it called, Bachelor of Science, right? Mm -hmm. My major, I'm actually back in school now that, you know, um, I have a little bit more time. I'm doing a major in computer science and a minor in biology before like physics or something like that. But anyways, the point that I'm trying to make is, now look at me, I'm running a marketing company. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need it. You just need to buy some courses online, learn from people that are already in the trenches right now that are succeeding, and just implement, implement, implement. You don't need and a do four-year it. course. Yeah. You don't. What are your thoughts on that, man? Well, it's almost like this podcast. I had no idea how to do a podcast. Yeah. Even last week, I was having troubles, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just decided I want to do a podcast, so I personally had interest in drawing. And I enjoyed this in podcast and then ordered the equipment and mm-hmm. instead of just worrying how perfect it was or worrying about the best execution, I just mm-hmm. asked you to be on and start recording and then over time knowing I'll get better. So yeah. So it's I think sometimes you should have to take a leap of faith a leap, a leap of faith and, yeah. and just trust in yourself and then you may fail but yeah. it's worth failing something that you want to go after versus working nine to five that you hate. Absolutely. That may be good money, but absolutely. Yeah. Did you end up graduating? Nope. So no for myself for me. Um, mm-hmm. so, and then after that, I did about two, two, three years in the trades as an electrician. Yeah. Um, got laid off and get my ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and now, yeah, now working for my father's construction company mm-hmm. and um, have my license in the financial industry. So that just comes in handy for knowledge. Absolutely. And then doing this podcast on the side and upgrading courses as well. So I'm taking up to bio again because... I guess currently my plan along with this podcast is to become a firefighter. Fantastic. So love love working out, love serving people and 
think that's one of the best careers out there for that. So absolutely, I see a lot of times with a lot of new business on the side, or especially this podcast, lots of time. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, man. Go hard, bro. Go hard, yeah. hustle, grind, do your thing. I'm yeah. sure you, you've achieved some great things in the past. I'm sure you'll definitely be able to be a great firefighter. Yeah, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So, so how is I guess for business wise, what's uh, your future goals or future endeavors? Like, do you you said you want to go internationally? Yeah, man, you're asking some good questions. Um, I we're already in the American market. Uh, we've had a few clientele uh, law firms that we've worked with. Their con- their contracts ended up finishing, like they running out, and they didn't end up renewing. So I mean, it's a part of the game. But as of right now, we don't have any inter- uh, sorry any, any American clients, but we are looking for more actively. Like you know this as a Canadian, imagine getting paid in American dollars. Oh man, crazy, right? Well, it's like, that's like an extra thirty percent on top of whatever we have. So yeah, that's the goal. I mean, I don't really, I'm not really desiring anyone in uh, any law firms in in, in uh, what's it called the UK. The laws are a little bit different. Plus, the lead generation is a little bit different. Like something about their MVAs, like you can't really sue. Like it's very different. Even yeah. right across um, our province, we're in Alberta right now. In BC, they're actually just uh, changing all insurance companies from like private insurance to like public insurance or something that my, my lawyer was telling me about it and he said stop the marketing campaign that we have in BC because the laws are changing yeah so we're strategically moving into certain places and avoiding other places so as of right now we're, we're moving down into the states it's open waters especially for a law firm marketing company I think there's big potential now the question is can I hustle enough to get enough of a market share yeah, well, definitely. Have you been to Vegas at all? Yeah, I've been to Vegas. Well, you've probably time. seen the, the many billboards of lawyers, personal lawyers, injury lawyers. and You've seen it a lot? I actually didn't notice when I went. Well, I guess the may not be Vegas, but there's, I'm not sure about lead generation online or Google searches, but I know definitely, at least in Vegas. Yeah. I think it's Vegas is just business everywhere. And I just saw lots of billboards, different, not a lot, but a variety of billboards of injury lawyers around Vegas, but maybe it's. Just because it's Vegas. Yeah, and as, and as dark as it sounds, I mean, there's a lot of car crashes that happen in America as compared to Canada. Population's a lot more. Yeah, about 10 times more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2020, people drive so fast, it's crazy. Like, reckless drivers. You know what I mean? Oh, like, so it's uh, yeah, speed limit isn't like... I don't even know. I don't even care. All I'm saying is that them <laughs> cats down there are awesome. Because just the way they drive, bro, it's, it's madness. So... For a lawyer, for a personal injury lawyer, I think the best place you can be is the States. Oh, 100%. Especially Arizona. I was talking to someone who said Arizona's like the number one place when it comes to car crashes. Car crashes. Even though that's sad for me to say, and I hope that this doesn't continue, I think you have to recognize the opportunity there and just pivot or move accordingly, right? Yeah. And I guess your aim, obviously, with this business is to provide the best lawyers to actually help people in this time, not some obviously... So obviously there are some lawyers who are trash, are trash and want yeah. the money. And have you ever, I guess, would you ever get into the divorce lawyer game or? Yeah. Cause I know, um, at least states wise, I'm not sure about Canada, but I know there's some people years after divorces are still paying for their wife's whatever. Yeah, I think that's, that's more so the states I think where Canada has been more, uh, um, where they could, a smaller version of the states, like or the mm-hmm. states amplifies everything. Absolutely. So, but is there some case like that in Canada where people, many years after uh, a marriage, even even if they're married to another woman or yeah, what still oh, have to pay? Yeah, not we're not talking about child support. We're talking about like 
alimony, right? Alimony being like, I think hopefully I'm getting this, um, the definitions right. Again, guys, I work with lawyers. I am not a lawyer. So don't, <laughs> don't pick on everything that I say. But I'm pretty sure it's, um, it's alimony. It's basically when you have to pay for the lifestyle of your, yeah. of your ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do that, especially people who are rich, man. Yeah, they get, they get taken to the cleaners, right? And that's why obviously men have to do certain things to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, not against the wife, but against against the law, against the state, right? Whether that be prenups, postnuptial agreements, whatever that is, just in general, you just especially if you sign a contract, you're signing a contract not with your wife, you're signing that contract with the government, yeah, right. So, anyways, that's a different topic, but um, yeah, to answer your question, that we are working with a lot of uh, family lawyers, divorce lawyers, and again, anyone who's a law firm that wants to grow their business, we can help them. Period. For sure. So you just basically. Essentially, whatever type of lawyer there are, you're gonna find. Just you want to. Basically, we want to connect you. We want to connect the consumers. Yeah. Exactly. We want to connect the consumers to the best lawyers in the area. And we're actually not. If you go to our website, uh, depending on when you're watching this, uh, the new website's about to launch right now. We actually have an app form. We don't let everyone work with us. As arrogant as that sounds, I think that's the best way because you have to filter who you work with. Hundred percent. I'm doing an injustice to you as a citizen of LA or a citizen of Seattle or you know what I'm saying? Like by working and marketing uh, a law firm that's not good. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Exactly. And, well, sorry, I was gonna say, and plus you wanna, like in sports or in any relationship there, you have to have like, there's almost a certain connection to have with uh, people. You can have the best, uh, you can probably see it in basketball before, hockey teams, NFL teams, amazing players on, on the team, but they can't get the job done to win the championship just because sometimes the connection there because it's not really a team, they're really good. Yeah, absolutely. We have to click with them. The A, they have to be ethical. B, they have to be ethical. Because we've seen so many movies and lawyers yeah. can be slimy. Lawyers can be cutthroat, right? Um, so we just filter through, we make them apply. Uh, to work with us and some of the questions that we ask is like what makes you feel like you're the best in the market mm-hmm. what's your what's your unique it's called USP unique selling proposition right mm-hmm. I can market for you I can run a Facebook ad for you but make me believe why I Jabber Muhammad should work with you you know Peter Bowen Law Firm yeah right you know what I'm saying so we get them to answer those type of questions and we add another question on our application form is if um, if someone uh, previous if we were to interview a previous client what would they have to say about you honestly you know what i'm saying because obviously i can check their reviews but i want to see what they think of themselves mm-hmm. in the market that's a way easier for you to tell themselves and narcissistic you know if they, if they just don't have a real sense of reality of what's going around them you know what i mean yeah. so yeah that's, that's and, how do it. and have you had any uh trash law firms or any law firms that are just i've had some lawyers that like they Again, with men specifically, and I don't even have to tell you this, you know, but if there's any women that are watching, a lot of men just try to check, like, how do I say this in a, it's a, it's a dominance game, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it translates into business and translates into life. Like, they just want to test you out. Yeah. Can I fuck with this guy? Excuse my French. Are they swear on this Oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, we can swear. Yeah. Can I, can I fuck with this guy? Is he a pushover? Girls do it to guys, guys do it to girls, but especially men to men, it happens a lot. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. It's like, can I push this guy around? Um, and sometimes we don't even think about it consciously. It's just a subconscious thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, um, I've had a lot of lawyers that have just been assholes. We had to fire them. 
Um, and even the ones that we didn't fire, like I had to have a sit down with them and be like, yo, bro, I'm not, I got into business for a reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into business for you to disrespect me. If I wanted to, I would be an employee. And even, even an employee shouldn't be, dis- even employees shouldn't be disrespectful. No. But they're more likely, you and I both can agree, they're more likely to be disrespectful because the boss kind of thinks like, oh, you need me. Exactly. I'm not your employee, so don't talk to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And once they see that you have to back one and you're standing up for yourself and you're willing to lose that contract, even if it's like $100,000 a year in revenue, they, they respect that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's 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 my uh, quick little story of what happened to me there. Well, yeah, well, I think it's important too because, again, especially in law, you don't want to represent anyone who is either breaking the law or just in it for simply profit, even though, again, I think most most careers, people, I think most careers, unless you devote yourself maybe to the military, people do it for money, or at least at least part of the reason. You also enjoy it, but mm-hmm. need money to live, of course. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, again, you have to make sure that, again, they're good people doing good work for people. And, and, and then in regards to your contracts, is it a per, per lead generation basis or is it a yearly basis or a combination of like hitting certain targets or? Yeah, yeah. Um, it depends on the service, the packet, like the, the, the pack, like the um, package. So if it's like just regular search engine optimization, uh, we do a month to month for a minimum of like six to eight months for lawyers. I would say eight to 10 months at the minimum to get them on page one mm-hmm. for their specific keywords. So when someone types in, uh, Los Angeles personal injury lawyer to get them on page one from like where they are which is like page three page four is a lot of work and it's a lot of time it's yeah. very slow because what we're doing is we're manipulating Google's algorithm and we can get into the science behind that a little bit but um, how do you just answer this oh, question sorry, yeah, yeah. just answer this question real quick it is um, I would say month to month is for the lead gen because obviously if the leads stop coming we gotta stop that next month right but for majority of our services, I would say it's either one time, like videography, web design, it's just that one time project, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need an unlimited amount of websites. But for ongoing services, like SEO, Facebook ads, um, Instagram ads, those are monthly. Nope. So it depends on the service that you want. We'll adjust the contract for your needs. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, and yeah, it's pretty interesting. And in regards to algorithm, sorry. Yeah, Google, um, Google search. I know, I know, I think, at least for Facebook or Instagram, my base knowledge is mm-hmm. certain po- certain times of the day you should be posting on because that's when a certain amount of, obviously, mm-hmm. peak times when people look at their phones. Yeah. And certain hashtags Absolutely. and likes and comments will make your, I guess, photo or post more, I guess, uh, more people will be able to see it in a sense. But I guess that's all I know for Facebook and Instagram, but I guess Google. How, how do you manipulate like an algorithm to make someone appear higher mm-hmm. on the list? Ooh, man, you're telling me to give away all my secret sauce right here. You don't man. have to be a one. I'm just curious to yeah, know. No, I don't know anything. I'm going to tell you for sure. I'm going to just figure out how to, because you never know some of my competitors yeah. going to be on here, right? This is a pretty big podcast. Yeah, you can you can say, uh, you can, um, you can get base, you can do, I guess, a simple answer, like something like you're explaining to an idiot almost, like how okay. someone will, uh, just yeah, I won't get into too scientific into it, but essentially all you have to know is that it always comes back to this. Remember, there's not a man in his office sitting behind his desk and like saying, oh, this website deserves to be on page one. Let me move this guy up. It's an algorithm. Mm-hmm. A man, a human, designed the algorithm. Now you have to understand human biases because they, the person who's programming it with their biases program 
or they code certain things um, to follow those biases, like sometimes unconsciously, right? So, for oh, example, for example, um, how do we as humans determine who's popular and who's not? Who's an authority and who's not? How do we do it? Well, I'm not sure because that. How would you do it? How would if you I? were to walk into a party right now, how would you know who's the the mad party? How would you know who the, the hottest girl is? I mean, that's well, the, forget about that's, girl. Yeah, that's how know who the top dog is amongst the men. I would say, well, I guess for me, and I guess being business, I would always say like the jock or the most, I guess, buff dude. I guess would be the most likable person. Okay, and how would you be able to tell someone's likable? Yes, he's uh, either talking to everyone, or he's, you can tell him he, um, everyone likes him or knows him, and he's talking to a lot of people around him. Or all people around him. So talking maybe not like all at once or like all the time, but mm-hmm. you can tell him maybe if they're on a like campfire and he's telling a lot of captivating stories potentially. Or yeah, and really engaging, right? Yeah, capturing people's attention. Uh, attention. So same thing, man. Um, the way that they, the way that the way that they programmed. Google's uh, ranking signals. There's over three. I uh, was at 260 different signals within that one algorithm. Wow. 250 different signals within that algorithm. Right. Somewhere around in that range. Every like every couple months, like they add like 10 minus five. Right. It's always adjusting. But one of those signals is: Is your website being talked about by other websites? You see how I'm connecting that to what you just said? Yeah. Are other websites in the industry talking about your website? How do how do websites talk about each other? Through links. Yeah. You know how when you're reading an article, there's a, like a link with like highlighted in blue, mm-hmm. and then once you click it, it takes you to another person's website or another page within that same website. The more incoming links that you have coming, this is again, if there's any SEOs watching this, I know that there's multiple other factors. I'm just talking about the ones that have the most bang for their buck. Ranks. Like links are one of the biggest ranking signals. The more you have authoritative websites linking back to you in your space, the more likely you are to be able to get on page on Google. Okay. So basically the more people are, yeah, the more people are talking about you, the better it is for your business. And yeah. The better you're, the, better, the faster you'll be on page one. And Exactly. So you, yeah, the more you have that going on, yeah, the quicker you'll be on page one. Because Google's like, okay, hmm. A lot of people that a lot of websites that are like that 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 are focused on Edmonton are talking about this site. So let's say for example, personal injury lawyer. How would I rank him? I'd get a lot of websites that are talking about Edmonton to talk about him, mm-hmm. and I'd get a lot of websites that are talking about law to talk about him. So he's getting relevance from both angles. Mm-hmm. Google's like, okay, he's getting a lot of links from law and Edmonton websites. Maybe he's a personal injury lawyer, or maybe he's a Edmonton lawyer in general. And if I want to get more specific, I'll get websites that talk about cars and car crashes or something. Maybe I'll reach out to a dealership and do like a link swap or um, we do an article for them. And you know what I'm saying? We tell their, their people who are coming to their site, hey, these are the five steps that you need to do when you get into that car crash. Provide them some value and link back to our website. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's pretty much all like a, you're impressing a human, but it's a ro- in robot form. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's crazy. I never would have <laughs> got to take off my nerd glasses now. <laughs> you know, I got a little, a little too nerdy there. That's all. I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. Yeah, you know, let's passion, passion drives everything, and I think it's great that we live in a, I guess, a country where we can explore our passions compared to say, oh no, even say like I would say even like say Russia, where yeah, they just came out of a basically huge regime in 1991. So there's a lot of places where. 
you can do what you want or explore your passion. So I think it's important. But absolutely, ethnically, where are you from? If you don't mind me asking. I'm from here. So I'm born and raised in Edmonton. Yeah, ethnically. Uh, ethnically, oh yeah, makes sense. Um, uh, mom's uh, so half Ukrainian, mm-hmm. and then a quarter Scottish and a quarter Acadian. Okay, Acadian. Yeah, so there's that? a French that moved down to New Orleans. Okay, so they're called Acadians. Yeah. Nice. So nice, how about nice. yourself? Ethnic. I'm sure you take a guess. Where do you think I'm from? Ethnically. Ethnically. Oh man, I don't No, no, don't even worry about it, bro. Try, try your best. Well, I'll say no. Am I black? Am I Spanish? Yeah, yeah. Am I Arab? What am I? I think I think you're Arab or Okay. Oh man. <laughs> no, if really any of my friends are watching this, you guys are probably laughing at this point, but go ahead. <laughs> I never I don't think I asked you for. I want to eat like like Lebanon. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 you're not Lebanese. No, you totally look Lebanese. I'll say you are white, man. They're almost as white as you. No, I think you're more probably Africa, some somewhere in Africa. There we go. There we go. Okay, you're getting warmer. So I'm black. But, but there's so many countries. I know. But I don't know all the countries. So many countries. Somalia. 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 I am Somali. It's not called Somali. I had that in my head on my. Nah, I get this. Like, There's a big Somali community in Edmonton, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a we had quite a huge population in school, didn't we? <laughs> Bro, I mean, those are like forty percent of the population was Somali. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, Somali. My both parents are from Somalia. Uh, born here in Canada. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we're originally from Edmonton as well, or no, Vancouver. Vancouver. When did you move to Edmonton? Oil boom, man. <laughs> with the way with the way uh, Somali parents move, we always they always chase the money, right? Yeah. We went to Toronto for a bit because the jobs were booming there. Uh, my mom then noticed that Edmonton was the move, and we we left the Toronto. We came to Edmonton. Yeah, I, I guess how do you like it? How do your parents like it? Uh, I mean, Somali parents, cultured parents are a little bit different. They don't really seek out pleasure and enjoyment like that they just literally they're about their business they're about just you know what can i do to just build my family build my build my uh my kids up to need to be and then their their plan is eventually i'm just gonna go home to go back back home to, to somalia eventually right because that's where the home is that's yeah. where her, her heart is right now the only reason why we're even here is because the civil war broke out back in like 1994 no 1990 sorry 1992 i believe um so they're just saying wherever I have to go, even if it's Yukon territories, if it's Nunavut up in yeah. the Northwest territories, I don't care. As long as I can, you know, make some money, provide education for my kids and safety, we're gonna go there. So I haven't really had that conversation with my mom. I'm asking her, do you like Edmonton? You know? <laughs> How are you, do you? Uh, Edmonton is uh, Edmonton is Edmonton. I, I can get bo- Were you born here? Yeah, it's all good. Jeez, it's all t- good. I can't talk shit about Edmonton. <laughs> I can't even talk shit about Edmonton. It's, def- it's definitely an interesting place. I'm not gonna lie, it's just boring. You know what I mean? It's it's boring. You're right to like say like Toronto where it has more theater or not only that, there's just more shit off in Toronto. There's more things going on in Atlanta. There's more things going on in Houston. There's more things going on every. I don't know, man. Like again, we have in Canada we have like what 34 million. It's California has like 36 yeah. itself, right? So, which is crazy. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't really like Edmonton like that. I mean, it's 
It's home. So would you I mean, think, I can see you living in the States for sure. You mean, I think we talked about that, right? Uh, maybe. I know you talked about like having offset. Where's that uh, would be an ideal Bro, place? Bro, I'm gone. I'm leaving. Like, other than the fact that I have a son here in Edmonton, and I um, need to kind of figure out what I'm going to do um, in terms of like, you know, making sure that I'm in his life and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, like, I really want to leave Canada. Just explore more options. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Move to the States. Where, uh, I guess, in the States, what are your top three either cities states, or states? Let's do, if you have top three states, we can do that, but if you have uh, maybe specific cities in the Ooh. States, either or, but. I'm dropping, I'm dropping all my future plans on this podcast, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some of my competitors will hear this, but a great state. This is obvious, but a great state for business is Texas. Oh, yeah, I heard. It's, I heard it's, uh, like, I think, at least here in Canada, because it's it works both ways. I'm sure they have certain stereotypes yeah. of us, especially from How I Met Your Mother, if you want to watch that show. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, course, they're based out of Texas? No, but no, but the, uh, one of the characters in the show is Canadian. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so, like, there's one scene where they're making fun of, like, um, how they say, how we, we, how they, we always say a boot. A boot. We never say that. I know, I think it's, it's obviously more so Atlantic Canada. With the, yeah. the, but, uh, and then, so, like, the Canadian starts going off about, like, how uh, the crime rates and politics are divided, and then he's like, your cop's called Mounties. <laughs> <laughs> right? So just, but then we also get the impression that, at least in Texas, everyone is gun-wielding, but I know it's, like, at least educating. Um, te- uh, at least Texas, uh, heard it's a great state, and it's not as crazy uh, as everyone makes it seem, but I heard it's just a really good place to live. And- yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of racism that happens. I think, like, 80% of the, um, what is it called, racist groups, not against blacks, just people of color in general, 80% of them are based out of um, Texas. 80% of all racist hate groups in America are based in Texas. And I read that article somewhere. Um, If anyone wants to uh, fact check me on that, you can just hit me up on Instagram at the real jabber, yeah. and I'll be able to find that for you. Or one, you day, one day, I'm sure y'all see. Well, many podcasts, at least a decent amount, have like a, a producer editor. Yeah, yeah. So I think eventually I'll maybe we'll get someone here who can Google for us, so we can have like this TV on, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, we can Google as we we can fact check people on the spot and yeah. then then talk shit, right? Yeah. So afterwards, we get some hate comments who are mis mis facting, but hey, facts. No, no. <laughs> either way, either way, even if it's not eighty percent, the moral of the story is it's it's objectively true, like. You know, it's not even a majority or a decent amount of groups start there. Exactly. So, is it the best place for someone of color like me to go? Uh, not really. It's not the best place, but at the end of the day, I don't really care about that. I definitely, when I go, I'm going to be wielding a gun. I'm yeah. going to be taking. I'm going to be uh, uh, using that law to my side. And if I need to send someone to the to the afterlife, I will. But I don't have to, so no need to. Right? I think you uh, enjoy this one person's page. I think his name is Colin Noir. Colin Noir. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a, he is a lawyer, mm-hmm. African-American lawyer, mm-hmm. who's also part of the NRA. Okay. And he has a really, I guess, a, just a really good insight about that. I think it's, uh, was it this? What's the amendment? Fifth, not Fifth Amendment. It's second Amendment? Second Amendment. I think Second Amendment. Whatever amendment it is with the guns. Sorry, 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 We're American. <laughs> sorry, Americans. Um, we don't really care about Yeah, so I think he has a really good perspective on, on guns and whatnot. I'm being, not even pro or anti-gun. Being a lawyer and then also being the NRA, so he has this really good perspective on that if you're interested in Yeah, I'll check him out. out. Quick question for you. I yeah. know this is your podcast, but let me... Oh, let me, let me it's take whatever, it man. I don't have any narrative on this. It's no time, whatever. Um, <laughs> what are you... Are you pro-gun or anti-gun? Pro-gun. Pro. Fantastic. It's not... Um... 
Well, the thing for me is I'm not saying like in regards to banning, not banning. I think that's I need to do a lot more research because mm-hmm. there's just a lot of factors and mm-hmm. you got to look at what statistics are from where. But yeah. I think I'm programming artists too. I think the more you know how to use weapons, say a gun or a knife, I think you're less likely to use it uh, more freely because you just know the, the dangers and implications of it mm-hmm. versus... Um, no, obviously you know what a gun does, but if you're not really well trained, then mm-hmm. and in certain situations, then yeah, you will use. It, I think. I think that's my take on it. At least. Yeah. How overall as a society do you think that it's good for the majority of the people to have access to? Do you think? Do you see how that can be potentially a problem? Uh, it's. I think in Canada it's a bit different because our laws are different. I think maybe handguns are for sure okay because at least our laws we have to keep our guns and bullets and certain areas of the house or mm-hmm. so I think that's completely fine mm-hmm. but because we don't have any I think open carry laws or yeah so I think I think right now but I think in regards to taking away guns mm-hmm. uh, again I have to be I have to do my own more on that topic but Absolutely. um I think other than that one terrible shooting like a, a couple months ago I don't yeah. think I have not that much gun violence in Canada so I think uh, we do but it's like gang violence and yeah. stuff like that so I, I guess it's definitely that, not as much as as as, as uh, the states for sure. So, but yeah, program just because you know, again, again, yeah, this is a long answer. So well, again, just no time limit. So I don't care. Um, but I think for me, as uh, especially when this quarantine happened, and I think there's also I think Canada's different. There's a lot of good people here, mm-hmm. but you just sometimes when pandemics happen, people get emotional, mm-hmm. people get scared. There's not enough resources. You just never know what's going to happen. I live in a condo building. I'm not sure who's going to bust through my window. And so I guess it's more more so it's when stuff hits the fan because you never know in society. It just how prepared am I? And mm-hmm. that's based on my take on it. So how do you, you, you program? I'm not pro or anti. It's just it really, it really depends. Like if I went to a state that banned having guns, I want to say that gave me the right to have a gun. I would have it. And again, just based on the situation. Okay. If you I think I guess training is important. Like people should at least be mental. Well, first of all, the person has to be has to go through mental assessment. I think not just one time when they're getting a gun. I think yearly. Yeah. Like for you to keep a gun, you yearly have to. Is your, have you gotten any new criminal record? Or say before every time you go hunting, you have to do an evaluation or something. Exactly. Not only that, have you. Have you got any criminal rec- uh, sorry criminal uh, charges in this year? Yeah. Right? Are you mentally stable? How's everything going? Like just an overall assessment every single year to keep your gun. I think it should be a privilege, not a right. Hundred percent. Yeah, it'd be a privilege to have a gun. And again, I think just to yeah, I don't I'm not pro or anti gun. It just really depends. I haven't done enough research on this topic. Yeah, I looked in. I mean, either I looked into getting a license recently. Yeah. Because uh. You know, again, just in case, um, for me, I'm getting more into hunting, mm. just because, again, um, the way our food systems are set up, these huge food systems, when, they, again, I never cabinet to throw away a ton of food because, so I would say for me, it's, again, I want to go hunting. You got hunting before? No, again, it's funny, I used to be a city boy, I'm a city boy, mm-hmm. grew up in the suburbs, mm-hmm. but now as I get older, I'm like, I want to, for me personally, I don't mind being living in a big city, mm-hmm. but I don't think you'd ever catch me living in New York. Not yeah. So for me, but I want a, a nice, like, almost farm acreage property. Mm-hmm. You can find that in Texas for, like, dirt cheap. Yeah, and then be close enough to, say, uh, a city or town. That would be perfect for me. It's exactly the same, bro. You took yeah. it right out of my head. Like, 
I want to be connected to nature, but at the same time, I still want to be close enough to the city to still get business work done. I heard Texas has um, good taxes. They have like low taxes. Zero state tax. Oh, zero. So to answer your question that you had before was, what three states would you want? Texas is number one. Definitely on my list, specifically Dallas or Houston. Yes, yeah, North. I was gonna say like North Dakota. <laughs> no, <laughs> Central. That's so random. <laughs> Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire. What is that? New Hampshire is that a place? That, that's uh, that's yeah. That's North. That's on the coast. Yeah. Um, no, but Texas is one. Second, I would say is Florida. Oh yeah, Florida. I think it's like its own country almost. Well, it's like pretty much each state's almost its own country. But it's pretty cool in the sense where it's like each state's like a bit different by like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's not only that, just great weather. Great weather in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah. California, but then taxes are, I think, yeah. 13. Fuck California. Like, you know, F California. Why? Is that LeBron? It's just, no, not like that. It's just, <laughs> not LeBron or anything. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's so overhyped. It's dirty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So much, uh, anyways, just, there's a lot of good stuff about California, but for the taxes and all that, how expensive it is, it's not really worth it. If you want to build your, your life and you want to build your net worth, I think the best places to go are the states with low, low taxes. Georgia, Georgia's another one. So basically the top three, top four cities I want to go to is either Houston, Atlanta, Georgia, um, somewhere in the states, probably Tampa, Florida, or Miami. Um, any other states? Maybe Boston. Ah, Boston's like Edmonton's cold. I don't want to. Yeah, Boston. I'm, yeah, it's like million, around a million people in Boston. Bro, Boston. but the thing is, like, if I'm going to Boston, really? Well, it's because I'm a Patriots fan and I went there. Yeah, yeah. At least in the fall time, looks pretty nice and plus history. Yeah. But uh, I think we a long place to be a rough place. Yeah, not only that. Really, if you're getting, I don't know about you. I don't like snow. Do you like snow? Uh, I'm in, I have a different perspective, I guess. I love it during Christmas time. Gotcha. Because I, I was in, I think, years ago, like, Cuba for Christmas, and just, it's nice, but it's like, didn't feel like Christmas. Christmas. So I don't mind snow, but if I had a choice, I like to live both. Like, maybe have a home here or a place somewhere it's nice for winter time, but then yeah. have a place for majority time. Don't worry about snow or yeah. rain or hail. Imagine Edmonton, 10 months out of the year. It's not 10 months, like eight months out of the year is, is winter. Yeah. Uh, seven months. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know how people settle here. Jeez. Nice. So that's what I'm saying. So if, I were to, if I'm going to go to the States, it's going to be somewhere that has different weather than Edmonton. Yeah. So I'm, Boston's out the picture. Yeah. So just those three cities, Atlanta, Houston, um, what was that? Somewhere in Florida. Yeah. Miami probably. Yeah. I definitely want to go to Texas. Houston, I'm going to go visit there for sure. And then I try to visit a whole bunch of different states and just try it out. Try it out. Try the food. Big yeah. foodie. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. And do you have like a date plan for this or just. Just any time within the next three years. I really want to finish up my degree here in Canada because obviously schooling is very, very expensive down in the States. Oh, yeah. Do you know, I heard this is what I heard. So, sorry to cut off topics. I listen to a lot of podcasts and there's a guy talking about. Uh, capitalism yeah. versus I think socialism or communism and I think he I think he mentioned the reason why the the the, um, the colleges are so expensive in the states mm-hmm. is because before there was no loans allowed so that means if in order to go you had to be able to afford it mm-hmm. but then since there was people were able to get loans obviously there it's good because more people are allowed to go to college yeah but then since yeah 
Bless you, Zach. Thank you. Hopefully that didn't break your guys' ears so good. People are listening. Um, I guess this is the state, so I'm not sure about Canada, so I'll do more to reach about Canada. This is what this person was saying. He mentioned, though, because they can issue these loans and the government was, I think you, I think governments, especially for college, the government takes over these loans. Mm-hmm. Um, they could basically charge whatever price they wanted, so that's mm-hmm. why I thought it got expensive. So mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a fun fact. But. Yeah. yeah. Are you planning to do anything with your degree or are you just planning to stay stick with marketing? No, I mean, business, I, I want to get into the tech, I want to get into the tech space. So obviously that's why uh, I think computer science might be a good fit, um, which is why I switched from a bio major to a computer science major. And I just moved that bio major down to just a minor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I'm doing bio as well is because I just want to get into like, the medical tech space. So something to do with medicine or health or biology, like the human body and something to do with medicine is where I see myself eventually going. I don't see myself being a marketer forever um, because I mean, I can tell you why I got into marketing, but it was more of the, the stars aligned for me, the reason why I got into marketing. And then I just, it's working, I'm getting clients. Let me just see how far I can take this. And it turned into a company where I have staff nice. now, you know? But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I'm doing uh, Computer science. Yeah, medicine. That's that's interesting. That's something I wish I was either more interested in or paid more close attention to when I was in high school. I hated biology. I was more math. Really? I like my. I think it's. What was, your, what was your grades in math? I think nineties. Really? No, I know. I know. I just know for a fact. I think of the highest mark in my grade eleven class wow. was ninety seven. You had it? Yeah, ninety seven. My math, math twenty. Math twenty pure, and I think I forget my teachers teacher's name, but uh, um, I know last time I went to, I was like, I was 16, so four years after we graduated, yeah. just kind of started the financial industry, so I'm kind of in a suit, no dress jacket or tie. I didn't. Even, I don't even go to the principal's office to check, I just go straight up the stairs, you go right up the stairs into the English, English, English hall, which yeah. is above the uh, front. Yeah. Um, yeah, I walk to teacher's lounges, yeah, I was, going, I was like, good two shoes in high school, so I talked to teachers. Did you remember you? Oh yeah, hey Peter, how's it going? Mr. Candido and yeah. um, some former students. You literally walked straight into the teacher's lounge. Yeah, I was saying, how's it going? Like for teachers, like, hey, do you know, it's break time. So That's what's up, man. And then, and then, yeah, I saw Mr. Stalky. He was Ken. Yeah. Uh, Stalky, the big guy. No, no, Stalky with the glasses. He was monotone voice. Ken talked Ken. I don't remember, but okay. Yeah, and then, um, but yeah, and uh, I forget where I was going with this now. Were you trying to sign up some of them? What's that? No, I was just there just to visit because I just enjoyed no. school. I forget where I was going with the story. I apologize. Yeah, what no, were you talking about before this? Um, what you call it? I don't even remember where we were going. I don't even remember with this. But anyways, that's that's why I, 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 I think the last question that I remember you asking me was, why did you pick computer science? That's what it was. Just because I want to go into the tech space eventually. Oh yeah, we're talking about school. Yeah, thank you. Now you yeah. school and how I should pay more attention to the bio. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah. Last time I was there, I just pretend I was a teacher, pretend I'll get students in trouble. But I actually enjoyed. Uh, yeah, my yeah. I was going to my math class. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going for. In my math class. My teacher and great doing so well. She's a goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. I was actually allowed to be on my phone during class with ones at my work. Really? I don't think other people were allowed. Just me. Wow. So that's Very how cool. I was. I wasn't, I mean, I was always an 80s student when yeah. it came to math and stuff like that, but bio, dude, I would, I'd rule, i eat that shit up. Oh, my, my need to cure me because I'm in bio 30 now. Uh-huh. So, bio 30 uh, modules? 
Yeah, I'm doing it online, and my there's obviously diploma diploma test. What's the diploma now? Just thirty percent of your final grade? I'm not sure because I know they do. There's a midterm final mm-hmm. and the diploma, so I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna aim for the best, but I'm just pass it. But yeah, I may need to help me because I never took. Got you, time. bro. <laughs> I got you, man. Oh man, what? I, char- I charge seven thousand dollars an hour. You got that money or what? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> what is what's I guess what's one or something in life today that you never thought you'd do, be, or which whatever something that a father. Uh, no, I said I was gonna expect to be a father. Um, I think being a father that you. I got married when I was 19, back then, and uh, I, I had my first kid when I was 22. 22. Yeah, man. Wow. So that's what I think ended up happening a lot earlier. That's I was nice. expecting maybe right now to get married, and then right now I'd have a kid that's in the mid 20s, right? Yeah. But I, I crushed a lot of milestones. Super man. Ambitious. Yeah, now I'm 26, been single for about two years. Living my life, just, you know, working on building my business, building myself back up, building, you know, the, being there with my son and just, you know, just taking a lot of time. It's awesome. Man. How about you? What is, what is one thing that you would say you did not expect you would be, have, do, places you visited? Just something that you just did not expect to happen that happened. There's a lot. What's the oh, biggest yeah. one? Oh, Give them the juiciest thing that these, I, these, ju- these people are waiting to <laughs> I guess the biggest thing is um, um, smoking weed. Okay. I never thought I'd touch it. You, I was against it in high school. Really? I never thought I would get drunk or get high. You've never drank in high school? No, and except for, I think, the grad party. Wow. Okay, good for you. That was when I first got drunk. Nice. But other than that, like, obviously, like, I'm not sure how it is in uh, the Somali culture, but I know when you're growing up, your father has a beer, he gives you a few sips. Like, other than that, obviously growing up having mm-hmm. sips here and there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I tried, I think grade 12, I tried marijuana once. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you became a pothead after that? No, I tried it once. I, I think I made one puff or two puffs. It was actually my childhood friend who was in grade 11 at the time. Yeah. Um, he he was he started smoking grade eleven, mm-hmm. and yeah, I didn't get high. And again, I, I had that, st- that stigma at the time where I'm like, this yeah. is bad. I was I always heard the gateway drug um, kind of story, and then so I'm like, tried it once, I'm like it didn't do anything. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And then it's probably when I started business and probably came to personal development and probably just really opened my mind to just more, just more ideas, more paths in life. And then mm-hmm. one, I realized. Way more people do it than I thought. Mm-hmm. I think. I think at least like professionals. Just in general, I think at least fifty percent in Canada <laughs> do it. Oh, I bet. Like people I never thought would do it. Oh yeah. And who's who's the most surprising person that you thought like yo? I never think you'd do it. That ended up doing it. Like when I see lawyers. Yeah. Okay. Here's one thing I'm gonna tell you real quick. Except for interrupting your story. Yeah, no, go ahead. A lot of lawyers are druggies. Because of pressure. Um, yeah. A lot of lawyers, not that I apparently work with. Chef, apparently chefs too. Yeah, I don't work with them. Yeah. So the ones that I work with are not that. There are some lawyers that I've worked with in the past, or that lawyers that I know, sorry, lawyers that I work with, that know all the lawyers that are telling me these stories. Like, these guys like smoke cocaine sometimes, wow. go on a bendy, like they do some crazy stuff, right? So a lot of the time when we see them, <clears throat> 
when we see them as like, oh my God, upright citizens that are holding, upholding the law, you know, they're for your justice. Yeah. That. They're humans too. Yeah, everyone, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They crack yeah. under pressure, so. I think just a lot of people, because I just never expected. That's what, that's what my mind was going yeah. I just, again, I thought marijuana was this crazy drug before, before I tried it. So I'm like, when people said they smoked, like, what? It's like, you serious? And yeah. I remember in grade, so I took grade, 11, um, social studies 20 in um, summer school. Yeah. So in grade 11, I was in uh, social 30. I remember these two kids always got high. I think before class, I think it was the first class too. So they would be late always and high. And then I'm like, I'm never gonna be like, these guys are idiots. And then and then probably like 22, 23, again, different state of mind, different perspective on life, mm-hmm. gone through more things, did more research mm-hmm. and tried it and really enjoyed it. And I think it should be treated like alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like you should, like some people can- Really uh, enjoy it. So you got high that next time that you tried it? Yeah, next time. Oh yeah, the first time I got high, I lost all perception of time. I'm like, I remember the uh, distinctly a couple of like, when I was early on in my, I guess, stoner phase. I'm a stoner now, which is pretty crazy. Oh, so you smoke often now? Oh yeah, I had a, uh, oh. Three or four hours ago. Oh, you don't even look high, bro. Oh, no, and, um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I can, I'm a stoner, I can function and smoke at the same time, like, it's my pre-workout. Really? Oh, yeah, so that's why I keep focused and just keep going. Nice. But, um, nice. yeah, I did more research, and then, yeah, so I remember, yeah, it was probably the first time I really got up in the clouds, and helping some of my friends up his gazebo in his back in summertime, like, where are we, like, San Diego or something? And then his wife went to work out on the treadmill. I'm like, your wife's been gone for 10 hours, bro. Let's go find her. He's like, it's been 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, man, just gone. But, but yeah, again, I think, again, disclaimer, I think, one, um, I was 21, 22 when I started. So I think you should at least be 18. Yes. At least. Yes. For me, I think at least may graduate university, at least learn some things in life, just because you can, I think, it can impair cognitive function too early, that's why I research I learned, but yes. treat it like alcohol. Some people can have, like some people you probably know can drink a, a seven, a two six or whatever and wake up the next day be fine. Some people have one beer and they're blackout drunk. <laughs> so it's like, you gotta gauge it. And it's kind of why I'm more interested in science now. Cause like I was look at it as almost like a science experiment. It's like Absolutely. how much can my body take? And sometimes I'm like, okay, this day I'm gonna smoke like, as much as I can, until I can't smoke anymore, and yeah. just, or whatever. So, and then, I guess when I started, fin- yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, and, uh, So now you just, basically what you're trying to say is just be responsible. Be responsible, yeah, like, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Don't get high, and then try to work if you can't, or don't even do it at all. Yeah, facts. You know, like, enjoy yourself, it's night, we're all, di- all adults, nine o'clock at night, it's okay to have a glass of wine, a uh, sip of whiskey, and maybe a, a small joint to relax one night off, but mm-hmm. again, it's your own, it's your own body. But uh, but I guess for people, because you mentioned you have a website, mm-hmm. uh, what is your website and your new website, and how people find you specifically? My new website is called Digital Beast. Digital regular spelling, Beast regular spelling, no s at the end. dot com. So Beast dot com. Uh, you can find me on my socials at The Real Jabber. It's probably going to change eventually, but as of right now, if you're watching this in 2020, it's The Real Jabber, J A B I R. Um, and that's the same on Twitter and on Instagram, which is the two main platforms that I'm active on. Facebook, I'm just there for friends and stuff like that, but yeah. that's where you can find me if you want to reach that's out. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been it's awesome just chat, chatting, hanging out, and catching back. This flowed really fast. It was like, what, an hour we were on? Yeah. Like 45 minutes? Yeah. 
And uh, Chav, one question before I let you go here. Yeah. When I get my video set up, you're gonna probably be on it again. On again? Absolutely. We got awesome. a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm, just, I'm just running down on time right now. I'm not gonna lie. I just kind of signal to Peter that we kind of gotta wrap it up. We just got so an appointment. You'll be on. You'll be on again. I'll be back, guys. I'll be back. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed. Thanks so much. Awesome.